Welcome back to Building the Bach, and I'm your host, Jason Spies. In this segment, we interview the mayor of Castleton, North Dakota, Ed McConnell, about the train derailment that occurred just outside of the town of 2500. This is Ed McConnell, mayor of Castleton, North Dakota. Ed McConnell, mayor of Castleton. Ed McConnell, mayor of Castleton. We are here in Castleton uh, a week and one day after the derailment. You've had a little bit of time to process the event. At least I'm assuming you've had a little bit of time. Uh, given a week removed from the derailment, what's your perspective on this event now? Well, I think now it's time to, to take what we've learned and, and uh, continue on with it and, and uh, try to try to figure out a way to make sure it doesn't happen again to somebody to us or to somebody else up and down this rail line. Uh, could you walk us through the timeline from just your position as a citizen to mayor to uh, evacuee time? I mean, okay. just... Well, I'm the information officer, so when there's a disaster, I, I'm I'm slated to stay in the command center and, and uh, uh, do what I can, usually dealing with the media. I guess I came out of my office unaware of anything going on at about 2.20 on... Uh, on that day, on Monday the 30th, and and, uh, and my initial reaction was when I saw the plume of smoke was was a plane crash. Didn't look like it was quite all the way into the into the rail, but uh, then as I got about the time I got out to onto the road, then the first uh, fireball went up in the air, and then I knew it wasn't a plane crash because you know there wouldn't be a secondary fireball with one of them. And did you feel the ground shake during that? No, I was too far away. I was driving in anyway on the, at that time, and then I, then I went over and and worked my way up to the west on first uh, first street south, and one of them went up, and and I that was pretty spectacular, and but it was, I could see that it was the town was at least safe, and I hadn't you know I didn't have any information on anything yet then, then I went around and and went around to the north side and. And I parked ah, a quarter of a mile away and waited and watched, just wanted to see what was going on with everything. And then another one went off, and that was pretty incredible. It uh, it shook the pickup and warmed it up, and I was a quarter of a mile away. And you felt it? Oh, yeah, you could feel it very definitely. You could feel the shock wave and the whole nine yards. It was, uh, it was pretty spectacular. <laughs> what went through your mind at that time when you felt the ground shake, you felt the heat? I imagine there was some scent involved as well you could probably smell no i was up on the, i had a good strong north wind in my back so i couldn't smell anything so you couldn't smell anything okay no no i was on the clean side of it so jim monk from kfgo who you've spoken to through this uh he, he mentioned how um distinct the smell was from his angle so oh yeah you get up over you get anywhere close to where there was where the smoke was at and it was it was pungent you could get you could make it smell but i mean i didn't i didn't go there didn't really have an opportunity to until later on then after that, then they, they kind of ran me out of the area, the fire department did, and, and I went up to the command center, and, and uh, school was great, was gracious enough to let us use their place for that kind of stuff, and just waited for information to come in. You know, I guess the first thing we found out was is, uh, is the train crew survived it and was safe, and they, they were able to uncouple, so there was only 20 cars or such a matter involved in it. You know, they were able to uncouple the rest of the train and, and get it away from it. I heard anecdotally that um, some some guys really did save the day by uncoupling that, kind of put their lives on the line, and, yeah, and were, you can't find many people that'll talk about this. I'm sure they won't, because it, I'm sure it was against their protocol. 
but they ended up. If it isn't against their pro, if it wasn't against their protocol, I can guarantee it is now. But but they they really did end up kind of saving a chain reaction of explosions in theory. Theory, yeah. I don't know how far it would have went if they would have kept cooking each one of them off as they go down the line or, or not. I mean they. It certainly. It certainly did in Alabama, and uh, it cooked off what was available. At, at, you know, on the description of the events that I read, but you know, sometimes. I guess my my thing came off the internet. That isn't always accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Everything on the internet that isn't true. <laughs> uh, you had to evacuate. I'm sorry. You were uh, faced with the decision of a mandatory or a, a voluntary evacuation. Could you talk to me about the process and the decision as a mayor and public information officer on that particular? Well, we were. We had the, of course, we have the all the county emergency people were here. I mean, you know, we all work together on that stuff, and and uh, of course, they have a lot more resources than we have. And um, we were monitoring the weather. The weatherman was telling us that we were going to be faced with a wind switch that evening, with a likely temperature inversion that was going to drive it to the ground. So, and we didn't have any any governmental uh, air quality people here at that time, but we did have railroad air quality people at that time and and I guess I felt it was in their best interest to tell me what was going on so and we had some high levels of of xylene and toline and and uh, benzene all dangerous chemicals all known to you know be carcinogens if they're long long term exposure at the very least if you know if you're having breathing difficulties they can cause you some distress that way asthmatics and that type of person so we Debated back and forth, we were talking about mandatorily evacuating the southwest uh, part of town. That was the closest to the to the smoke trail. Then, as the information came in, it looked like it was imminent that the wind was going to switch, and and uh, so it was decided that uh, we could we would be best off to strongly suggest a um, voluntary evacuation. And we estimate we got about sixty or sixty five percent response on it. So. Uh, Jim Monk from KFGO told me in an interview that according to the officials he talked to, there wasn't any problems. And he mentioned uh, you, uh, Mayor McConnell, the table exercise was a little more difficult than the actual reality of the evacuation. Is that true, false? Well, or? that's true. It, uh, the, table, the table exercise was harder than the real thing, actually. It just kind of everybody's training kicked in and... and uh, it went off very well, you know. Granted, it, it would have been different if we would have been dealing with casualties, and, and thank goodness we weren't. And But the exercise went off textbook. I mean, we'll be able to run the actual scenario if when we do a practice again. So, Comment on the first responders. Uh, the, the volunteer firemen, I understand, were the first responders to this? Well, our volunteer fire department is, uh, those fellows do a great job. I mean, they spend countless hours away from their families and, and train and they're actually they're very well trained i i don't know that i'm sure they're not trained as well as a professional group but they're very well trained for what they do in there and they're well equipped have they practiced any training like this with a with a tanker derailment whether it be a crude oil or a anhydrous ammonia like in minot or we did an anhydrous ammonia one summer before last i think it was summer before last we've done it we've done a couple of them you know that was that's usually our probably our biggest threat was the railroad for something that was you know going to make you know 
get make the airbed. So, mm-hmm. so they've they've trained for it, and, and uh, a lot of scenarios like if you know, for instance, if the track gets uh, plugged up, you know, they they know they got a plan in place to move equipment around, so they have equipment on both sides, and they split up split up their command, and so it all went very well. It wasn't it wasn't anything unusual to them for as what they were what they were reacting to it just was unusual uh, like because there wasn't any fire to fight i mean that fire is not fightable mm-hmm. and uh, all they could do is is uh, sit back and make sure that that anything that was was in harm's way you know didn't go up uh, you mentioned that the only air quality people were from bnsf and you felt uh, it was in their best interest to disclose everything. Uh, what was it like working with uh, uh, BNSF, a private organization, working with uh, a city and, and county and, and et cetera, et cetera? Very good, very good. Uh, surprised me. Why? Why did it surprise you? Well, you know, in dealing with with the railroad over the years, it, they they haven't always been an easy easy outfit to do business with, and they were they were really great this time i mean they had they had good people in place and and the response was rapid and the north dakota people air people got in here later that night and of course they just confirmed what 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 the private guy the doctor from the railroad um iterated. but that was he was the guy we were going by to for the evacuation because it it looked like we were going to be dumping some pretty strong chemicals onto the town. I've heard the aftermath with uh, BNSF has also been uh, positive for some business owners I've uh, interviewed where they've said they're going to compensate uh, any lost pay during the day and that any claims, et cetera. Have you uh, dealt with anything along those lines here with BNSF? Uh, we haven't We haven't turned ours in yet for the city but because, you, know, you know, we had our employees were all off and we paid them for the day. So I guess I thoroughly expect that we're going to put in for that. And, of course, we had a, we have a cleaning bill at the school. We tramped a lot of lot of mud and crude oil into the school, so there's a cleaning bill up there. I just hope we don't have to replace the carpet. You know, it was just it, people really did a good. I'm the the gal that runs the pizza ranch here in town. She figured there might be hungry folks up there at school, and all of a sudden here she shows up with thirty or forty pizzas and, and pop. I mean, it was just and just right out of the goodness of her heart. So that was a thing we didn't have to worry about food. I mean, Red Cross was here and. And I'm sure they would have taken care of it, but it would have t- it took them would have taken them a lot longer to react. And the silver lining in disasters brings communities together. Yeah, it does. Citizens, what are you hearing from the citizens? Um, good, bad, indifferent? Uh, any any comments you care to pass along? Well, I, I believe that that uh, it was a wake up call for everybody. I mean, we. Uh, I guess we've always figured there's probably dangerous stuff on that on the railroad, but you know we've had a lot of derailments around here over the years, and and a coal car doesn't coal train might make a little bit of a mess on the ground, but it doesn't burn, so it doesn't blow up with a tremendous amount of force. Is that um, causing some concerns with the citizens? Is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. I mean, you know, I haven't really had anybody come up and and verbalize it. You know that that it's really distressing them, but I mean, it's in the back of everybody's mind. I've heard that. I have. And uh, they're North Dakota people. I mean, they're pretty, pretty realistic and calm. I mean, they, they, they're going to analyze it and think about it before they, they come up with, come up and, and start talking to us. To listen to the entire interview with the mayor of Castleton, North Dakota, Ed McConnell, visit our website www.buildingthebakken.com. One more time, Paul Bell and that railroad station. I hear and I see Fargo coming up.